like, I've been with Ben for five years, and, like, I totally get that guys don't want to hang out with the girl with the boyfriend. But it just sucks, you know? It just, like, makes you feel like the only thing that's interesting about you is how you look with your clothes off. Yeah. I mean, like, it should be easier to make friends if you have a boyfriend because there's no confusion. Uh, so is that it? That's your big pitch to be my friend? Um... That was terrible. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just, I, I practice in the mirror and... Anyway. Friends? Yeah, why not? Okay. Friends. Is this always how you make friends? Like it's a business deal? Yeah, actually, mm. it's just my style. Okay, it's quite unnerving, but it's good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. I'm joined this evening, once again. I always say evening because it is evening, but people listening, it could be any little time of day, so I don't know. <laughs> this episode... An all-star, Brie Conklin. E. And we <laughs> we are talking about, from 2013, What If, or if you live in, outside the United States, The F Word was the name of this movie. Was it? It was. That was its original wow. title, and I think for ratings reasons or something, they had to change it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the F Word being friend, but... Rom-com, very uh, kind of uh, modern day When Harry Met Sally, pretty much. The idea of, you know, can men and women be just friends? Is that even possible, you know? Platonic, like, is platonic a thing? And I'll always tell you yes, but I know what like, you're just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what was I I made Meatloaf watch it with me again. The the because he was like, is this going to be another Lilith? And I was like, no, <laughs> it's not going to be another Lilith. <laughs> no, definitely a a, a, a higher budget. budget for sure, higher profile, hell of a cast in this movie for sure. Oh yes, I I really appreciate. I was like, wow, it's like somebody knew a lot of famous people and got them together. And well, hang on, somebody else is entering the room here. What's going on? Who could this be? Oh my goodness! Surprise! Hey. <laughs> One of my best friends, Valerie. Hey. Oh, and Aragorn's still there. Yes, I wanted him to be included as well. Yes, very important. <laughs> did you watch this movie too? I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> so a little, you didn't know Valerie was going to be here. I have another guest this evening, Valerie Radcliffe. <laughs> The world is a small and strange and funny place. Let me, I'm going to tell you a little story for the listeners. Um, because Bree and I, because of the show, have, have become good friends. And we follow each other on Instagram and things like that. And I saw on her Instagram photos of her with a friend of hers. And it said, like, oh, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. I miss you or whatever. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I know that girl. Why do I know that girl? And I'm like, holy shit. So, 20 years ago, back in the days, I'm trying to even remember, was it like a chat room where we met? Like, I don't even remember what the circumstances were. I can't remember either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. And my Hotmail address doesn't exist anymore, so I can't go through and... No, but I saw what it was it when I went, when I typed in to invite you to this, when I typed in mm -hmm. your old address came up, so I still have it. Um <laughs> Yeah, back in the days before Twitter and whatnot, there's chat rooms 
children. Look, ask your grandparents what that is. <laughs> and um, we became very good friends through that. Never like really mm-hmm. met, met, but sent each other letters and pictures and things. And like, we, you know, and as life does, yeah. things come along and just people just drift apart. There was no particular reason. We just stopped, you know, stopped talking. Probably haven't thought about each other in the longest time. But <laughs> so, that's what you think. That's what you think. <laughs> but it's crazy because I'm like, I know two people in Omaha, Nebraska, and they are friends. Twenty years apart. What are the fucking chances of that? And so it I had Bree. I was like, now, I'm no. like, how did I meet you? Like, did I meet you through? Probably, I want to say it was a house party where we were all. It was Slam. It was Slam Omaha. And then yes what it was a friendster for sure friendster. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and that then um meatloaf hey. Hey. hey we had a joint birthday party like shortly after too we did and uh, we're all january birthdays oh that's he's true january i am 29th mm-hmm. yeah i'm the 28th crazy I know what a world of Warcraft. Uh huh. Well, that's another game that Valerie and I would play together, and we used yes. to kick <laughs> dudes by. Yes. Yeah, it was just it was very <laughs> surreal and bizarre to look, and so I I got all the brie, and I was like, hey, I know your friend Val, I know her, and explained the whole thing, and then like so. I thought it would be a nice surprise you for don't you. Have anything bad to say about her? I was like, I love her. I yeah, this would have blown up in my face if you were like secretly. I fucking hate that bitch. But <laughs> I figured you wouldn't have her on your Instagram. as like, oh, I miss you if you didn't like her. So, but yeah. So we all watched yeah. this movie now. We can talk about it. Yeah, we were just saying tremendous cast in this movie. Let's break it down a little bit before we get into the. I, I just want to say that everybody was very attractive in that film. Men, <laughs> yes. the See, women, I was just like, you know, you can't really lose. I mean, I didn't really care for the Ben guy. But he but is, yeah. conventionally speaking, the most attractive person in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because here's, I wanted to ask my lady friends here. Daniel Radcliffe, I get. Like, he started as a cute little boy. He almost grew into his face he's got almost a unibrow he's got little beady eyes he's not a he conventionally looks like a griffin but like <laughs> a cute griffin you know he's not a conventionally handsome leading man but girls dig him right yeah yeah I'm, I mean, I'm, I and guys too i'm sure like... <laughs> right i was all about ron Ron Weasley. Oh, well, there you go. I like twins. Like, I thought that Fred and, um, and then I was a Tonks person, so I was like, I have a crush on her. Yes. And then, uh, the Weasley boys. But, yeah, because they look like David Bowie. <laughs> but the real question I have is Adam Driver. Because him, I don't get. I think he, he looks is like an odd looking man. Animorphs cat. <laughs> Like, he has enormous <laughs> ears and, like, a shovely triangular face and, like, I don't know. I don't get it, but them, girls but like, him. like him. Yeah. All of his features are strong. Every single In, in a very competing fashion. Yes. <laughs> I like but, with crooked teeth. Yeah. I, you know, 
Yes, I too have also liked unconventionally attractive people. Most uh, Adrian Brody sure. was one that you and I would swoon oh over. Oh my god, yes. And we're like, <laughs> we know he's not really attractive, but there's something about him. That nose. And then remember, I was like Jason Siegel, and you're into Seth Rogen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Okay, I didn't mean to bring yes. it up like, like <laughs> No, it's all good. I kinda brought it up, so Valerie and I have always been like had our little crushes on uh we're like, ooh, and then we're like we found out we loved the Backstreet Boys. Yes. And then I was like team Nick Carter, which you were team AJ. Yes. What team were AJ. you, Milo? None, he says. None. I'm on <laughs> I'm on Meatloaf's team. <laughs> Um, you guys are on the team. Joey Fatone, yeah, or is that that's the wrong group, right? To, that's in sync. I think okay. so. What about Adam Driver? I think is like he looks really big, but he has kind of a very soft-spoken voice that you wouldn't expect. That's I mean, I wouldn't want to say he talks like this or something, but he's just I don't know. No, I know what you mean. He's a, he's a he's a tall man who does not sound like oh, a tall yeah, man. He's <laughs> lanky. Yeah. He sounds like a soft-spoken soft boy we've seen him but we've seen how he can carry groceries in without his shirt <laughs> pretty strong <laughs> right he can my, my he can take my milk in any day That's fair enough <laughs> um <laughs> this movie is directed by a gentleman named michael douse who was known i think before this for doing those foobar movies which i have not i still haven't gotten around to seeing but the but Fubar and Fubar too, which have kind of a, a following. He did Take Me Home Tonight. More recently, he did Stuber, which is a film I enjoyed a lot. And he just, I think tomorrow or Wednesday comes out, he did 8-Bit Eight Eight Christmas, this movie that's coming out on HBO Max. Oh, so, yeah. so he's still around. But he What's picked Stuber's about... Kamel Nanjiani and Dave Batista stuck in a, in a cab together, oh, shooting off guns and, okay. and being funny. And it's, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Most people did not, but I did. Because I I'd watched Camille <laughs> Nanjiani eat a sandwich for three hours, so it's fine. Yes. I've watched, like, all of her, Werner Herzog's films, so, I mean, like, who am I to judge? <laughs> sure, I just watched a Werner Herzog movie the other day. <laughs> I was just like, hey, let's talk about something that usually puts people to sleep that I like. <laughs> I don't know. I. That's the thing. I'm a broad-ranging person. I like Stuber, and I like... Werner Sog, so it's fine. Don't don't come at me about because I love Marvel movies. I like all kinds of things. Don't come at me. No. Um, but he definitely he picked and assembled a cast of, like we said, for the most part, people with interesting faces. <laughs> I'll say that because even <laughs> yes. Zoe, Zoe Kazan, the who plays Chantry, the female lead in this movie, opposite Daniel Radcliffe, is not a. Because I have, I don't know about anybody else, but I have very specific, a lot of people use terms kind of interchangeably and catch all like hot, beautiful, cute, gorgeous, you know, those all mean different things mm -hmm. to me. And I don't think Zoe Gazan is hot, but she is incredibly yeah, cute. So she's incredibly yeah. cute. And that goes a long way. Sure. And anything she's, she's in, speaking of Camille Nagiani, she's in The Big Sick opposite him, which if you haven't seen, tremendous movie. Her skill, I think, is having chemistry with literally anyone you put her with. Because she's endlessly charming, no matter what movie she's in, who she's talking to. She's good. I don't know. <laughs> That's my take on it. 
Did, you know, speaking of, like, chemistry and stuff, did you guys, like, I don't know, like, because Meatloaf pointed out to me, he's like, it's like Daniel Radcliffe didn't have to try at all. He just kind of was saying lines. We didn't really see any big development of, I don't know, and I was just like, my autistic ass, I was like, oh, I, I think he's acting great. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess, like, somebody that would be more in tune with like how people would or like acting or whatever I mean I don't know I'm like he's saying these lines I think they're kind of quirky and stuff but like he said it seemed too easy for him what do, I mean what do you guys think about that I, I think Daniel Radcliffe has developed wisely into a really good comedic actor I don't know if anybody else watches Miracle oh my God, Workers so amazing yes he is hilarious he is so, so fucking good. good in that show Particularly yes. this last and season. Swiss Army Man was really good. I love. I haven't Daniel seen that Radcliffe yet. Is being funny. What have you not watched Swiss Army Man? Because nobody wanted to watch it with me, and I didn't want to watch it all my time. I don't know how you haven't watched that. Like our whole friendship is a partnership. So I don't I know. know. Yeah. How you haven't watched that's why we're like, hey, I think the corpse parts. Let's watch this. I don't want to. But you know, it just feels kind of sad to like laugh at farts all by yourself. You know what I mean? Oh. It's funny to laugh then about. I love farts a sad, sad life. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I like to fart. Well, I mean, I'll still laugh alone at farts, but I mean, I just it's one of those movies that I haven't. I think when that movie came out, I was super pregnant with Mark or something, so I hated mm. everything, and all I watched were, like, crime shows. <laughs> I don't know. But I think Daniel Radcliffe is somebody, because, you you know, you've seen all the children, the child star. It's probably a little better now than it was in, God forbid, the 80s. But, you know, child stars don't have it easy <laughs> and often grow into, right. if they grow up at oh, all, into yeah, a bad situation. Daniel Radcliffe clearly had parents who gave a shit and led him the right way and when he came out of it he was like no i'm a grown-up now i'm not i, I never feel like he's he's never aggro he's never childish but he's never like some people are like i'm not that anymore you know like i feel like robert pattinson if you say twilight to him he'll punch you in the balls but i think daniel radcliffe's like yeah it was harry potter it's fine i'm not that anymore but i'm not mad about it you know but he definitely was like, I'm transitioning, as they all do, into adult roles now. But he didn't do it the way that a lot of them do were like, first thing out the door, I'm playing a heroin addict. You know, he was like, no, I'm going to do like the woman in black. And right. I'll, do that, I'll, do, I'll do that Equus play in England where I'm naked on stage. That's grown up, right? And then I'll just do a bunch of comedies because I'm good at it, it turns out. So I think he has had a really smart career to the point that like, I don't think he'll ever be a huge box office draw movie star again but i don't think people were going to the harry potter they were going because it was harry potter i don't think it, you right. know i don't think anybody's going i'm going to see the new daniel radcliffe movie no you were going to see the new harry <laughs> potter movie right so i don't think he'll ever be a huge a-list asses in seats movie star but he, i think he has done a very wise transition into post harry potter which i suppose has been quite a while now i make it sound like it was a couple months yeah. ago but it's been a while it's like he didn't he didn't end up like macaulay culkin where everybody's making rumors about him being dead or whatever you know like well he clearly you know, like, didn't he clearly didn't get into drugs his parents didn't steal all of his money things like that right. you know that helps you know he wasn't drew barrymore yeah, like or something like that since he was like 10 it seems like right cuz i think he was 10 in harry potter 
yeah, that seems right. We've seen them grow up on film. And so, and I don't even like associate him as a little boy anymore. So I thought that that was way too adapt in his roles. But yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it definitely I like... seems like he's become comfortable. Like, I don't mean that in a mean way either. Um, no, I know what you mean. Like, he's, like he's, he's shed it like a skin. Because, like, yeah. I don't look, I don't like, look at uh, him. Natalie Portman. Like, we we saw her grow up, and then she does, like, really amazing things, and then things right. that, you know. But I don't, so I don't look at Daniel Radcliffe still and go, oh, it's Harry Potter. Like, it doesn't, you know, it takes me a second to even remember he was Harry Potter. Like, that's how much he's sort of grown out of it, which I think is good for him. We yeah. had Harry Potter and Kylo Ren in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and... Who else is in here? Mackenzie Davis is in here from Halt and Catch Fire and that last Terminator movie that came out and other stuff. Yeah, and she was in the San Junipero episode. Yes. That's yes. where I've seen her before. <laughs> yes. And she's not conventionally conventionally pretty either. I oh, she's so to, pretty. She, I think she's really fight, pretty, fight. but <laughs> in that kind of like a white person. Like, I mean, I just kind of like she kind of blends in with she to me sure. she looks like so many other women and i was like but she's pretty there's something about her like that's i i don't know i was like no nobody in this film is ugly no that's nobody was yeah and the guy who I plays ben that, is rafe spall the girl Go from ahead. lovely bones no no yeah rafe spall was in he's in the ritual and he was in that god awful last jurassic world movie he's the villain in that he's been he's been in a bunch of stuff he's always good who else? There was somebody else I'm missing. Oh, uh, Wallace's ex, Megan, who is uncredited in this film for some reason, is played by Sarah, I think it's Gaiden, who was, uh, she starred in that Alias Grace show on Netflix. She was the voice of Ruby Gloom for all the goth kids out there from, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Aria was a huge Ruby Gloom fan. Uh, she was in True Detective Season 3 and um, November 23rd, 63, the Stephen King, John F. Kennedy thing. So she's kind of an, almost a name, too, but just uncredited in this movie. What's, I mean, no, she's only in it for a hot second, but still, uh, I thought found that odd. But let's stop talking about the relative hotness of people and talk about the actual movie. <laughs> Obviously, it's a comedy. Comedies are harder to talk about in this show because we're not just going to retell the jokes that are in the movie because, I mean, go watch the movie. It's. I will say the dialogue in this movie, it's like 50% of it to me is really witty, really smart, but yet also never sounds like the way that any human being has ever talked. Almost like Kevin Smith dialogue or Quentin Tarantino dialogue, yes. where it's like, well, it that's was, really witty yeah. and clever in a way that no living person has ever put a sentence together like that. It's like the witty yeah. comeback, like, constantly. The banter, yeah. I was just especially, like, am I watching Friends? <laughs> I mean, especially when Adam Driver would be going off, that that was very Kevin Smithy or even Woody Allen, yeah. like, to me, like... Yeah, <laughs> which I found a little distracting. Yeah, I think half of it works, and I think half of it is too cute by half. Like, yeah, it's I think too cutesy. I'm too old for this now. <laughs> that could be. We might have aged out of this movie. Yeah, but... I think that when I was in my 20s, this would have been a lot more relatable, but I just also found myself like, how do any of them afford any of this stuff? How do they afford their amazing apartments in Toronto and... <laughs> all of that stuff like what fantasy world are they living in <laughs> yeah that's actually my first like, note is toronto did you 
you guys ever figure out the significance of the drawings? Or I was like, what, like the significance of the mom? I, and I, I was just like, were we going somewhere with this? So no, that was cancer sucks. That was a distracting bit of sort of magical realism that feels very out of place in this movie yeah Chantry's an animator she's working on this thing where there's like a moth girl Mm -hmm. and we'll see moments of when she's feeling intense emotions like sort of in the background against the buildings that she's looking at is this animated moth girl crashing and burning or whatever but it also happens before we even meet Chantry right or no when he has her phone number and he throws it and on the back is the drawing the first time we see it the drawing like flies off and she's not even there so it's just it's an odd visual yeah, decision it, it felt manic pixie dream girl like they were trying to inject that it, like i don't it know very, like it was her uh, avatar for that of summer or yes 500 days of summer yeah or, yeah there are similarities <laughs> for sure is that a strong bad behind you yes nice <laughs> i was I like that. just look at like both of our rooms <laughs> and i'm like are children being interviewed here <laughs> yeah i'm in a boring ass room and you guys have all this cool shit behind you all my cool shits I know. Oh, that way on the other side of the camera. My two mannequins. <clears throat> so I had that Aragorn cut out, and that was mm-hmm. in my first apartment. And <laughs> I thought it kept, like, because people, like, I would see people looking in my windows because I had these big loft windows. Yeah. And I was often, like, walking around naked eating cereal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I'm going to make people stop staring at me. So I put him in the window. And so there's like this fucking Aragorn in the goddamn window. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. I'd forget that I had him up there and I'd walk into my apartment and freak out because I thought there was a man standing <laughs> like at my window with a sword. So that blew up in your so, face. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> and so is that the same one? Like you gave it to her or you stole it? Yeah, so I gave moved. it to I, I moved to Germany and then and, uh, I couldn't yeah, take I got that. And your Lord of the Rings mouse pad. Yes. <laughs> Look at I this. I still have a really nerdy mouse I'm so happy right now. You have no idea. I'm so I'm a genius for putting this together. If I might toot my own <laughs> horn for a second. But yeah, the movie takes place in Toronto, which is usually when a movie is filmed in Toronto, it's pretending to be New York or somewhere else. But this right. is this is unabashedly like we're we're in fucking Canada. <laughs> we're in Toronto. It, it, Nobody sounds particularly really Canadian, but. Right. Nobody says sorry once a single time. <laughs> no, or a and, boot or anything. Right. Yeah. And it's in the intro, like the monologue that's in the beginning, it says the city that never sleeps. I thought Seattle. I was like, so I was really confused. Is that Toronto? I don't. <laughs> but Maybe yeah, it's the Canadian. Um, <laughs> the Canadian. It is yeah. the Canadian New York. So I. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused by that. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? But against this backdrop yeah. of the Toronto skyline, <laughs> we meet Wallace, who is Daniel Radcliffe. He's sitting on the roof of what we will learn is he lives in his sister's sort of attic. There's not an attic, right. like a crawl space, but there's a room up, you know, under her roof. Right. And that's where he lives after dropping out of med school. He sort of likes to go out on the roof and sit, and he is looking at or listening to a voicemail from his ex that is 395 days old or something like that, and he finally deletes it. Like you can tell he's listening right. to this thing a lot, which is sad and pathetic because this girl <laughs> cheated on him and whatnot, but he's finally like, I'm done. I'm ready. He deletes it, goes to a house party at his, what did they say? They, oh, they were college roommates. Alan, 
who is Adam Driver. Adam Driver, right. Who is a fairly annoying individual, but he seems like it's that <laughs> friend that he's he's that friend that you have that like you're just friends with him and sometimes you don't know why you're friends with him, but you just are. You know? Sure. You wouldn't ever want to be without them, but they try your patience. <laughs> he definitely seems like that guy. And there Wallace meets Chantry, who is played by Zoe Kazan. They sort of bond over refrigerator magnet poetry like you do. Lots of banter, right. lots of cutesy, you know. As far as meet cutes go, it's fine. It's not they bumped into each other and spilled their groceries the or something. They talked about like when they're oh, right. <laughs> like Meatloaf knew right away that that was going to be in the end of the movie. Oh, the fool's gold. Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. I found the the fridge poetry very amusing because one of my hotmail email addresses was created with fridge poetry, fridge what magnet poetry. I flake light, Mother Tide. Very cool. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, that would, I don't know. That'd be a decent way to set up passwords or things. Is no one's ever going to guess it. Poetry. It was sure. so fun. Just randomness. <laughs> that's how I used to pick passwords. I would literally take the dictionary and just flip it open and point at a word, and that's my password because <laughs> no one's going to figure that out. But mm-hmm. or maybe they would. I don't know. I, I would know choose cyber security spell so that then I would remember how to spell them. <laughs> oh, practical. I'm like, what's my favorite thing? Okay, pick a number. <laughs> and then so like all my passwords were the same up until recently. And I was like, oh, everybody is going to know that like all my shit was Star Wars related. And so, yeah, it's not anymore. So ha, you guys yeah, will never take that. figure out my <laughs> And also at this party, we meet kind of the other one. Of, there's probably two other major characters. But the other one is Nicole, who's played by Mackenzie Davis who hits it off with Alan immediately to the point that they're making out. I mean, within 10 minutes of meeting each other, they're <laughs> hardcore making out. And it's awkward for everyone. Uh, Chantry is Alan's cousin. That's why she's there at this party, which we'll hear about a lot because there's a lot of... Adam Driver has a lot of conversations about how it's weird that you want to <laughs> bang my cousin. It's like incest because you're like yes. my brother. Like three different times we have this conversation and it's a bit much. The serial killer dialogue about when they were making out i just i was like you know what i want to go home oh and later in the like, kitchen yeah that was i would have <laughs> taken like, i would have scratched like that sex. right out of the script because that was a lot <laughs> like yeah, no one no it. one talks like that no one talks like that so they're kind of other than each other they're pretty bored at this party and they're kind of leave looks like they're going to leave individually and they bump into each other again Wallace and Chantry this is so he walks her home because he's a gentleman and they get there they I mean they talk the whole way they talked at the party they've enjoyed talking to each other and he asks for her phone number and she's sure absolutely writes her phone number down with this drawing on the back like we said I guess this is pre just give me your phone and I'll put the number in for you yeah that felt very weird to me too like what I don't who even in 2013 who is still writing down phone numbers I guess she's an artist, so she always has pencil and paper at her disposal, maybe. I don't know. Sure. But... Spreads it with cologne before she gives it to him. (laughs) I thought that she had drawn that picture just for him real quick. And, like, when she first handed it, I was like, what? (laughs) You know, the animation or, like, just all of it was, like, a little off. And then I have to admit, in the beginning, when they were talking to each other, I was like, 
is this girl a liar? Is she making up the fact that she has a boyfriend? It was like, weird the way she said their it. Their banter, I was like, it's sarcastic. I was like, okay, yeah, they are being sarcastic, but yeah. it was hard for me at first. I was very thrown off. Yeah, she gives him her phone number and then immediately informs him that, like, she's like, okay, I better get in. My boyfriend's going to be wondering what's going on. And you instantly see him, like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, why did you give me my, your phone number then? This is weird now. But she's being honest with him. She's not trying to, you know, get away with anything. She's, you know, so he gets back home and he's kind of dejected about it. It's like, well, that's, he's got her phone number and he lets it just blow away. Because it's like, well, what's the, what's the point? Right. What's the point? Which is kind of the theme of the movie, the point of the movie. Like, if I'm never going to sleep with this girl, is there even a point talking to her? Which isn't his character, I feel like. He, yeah, it's, you know, it felt weird. It is very weird that he throws her phone number away. <laughs> Yeah. Because that's kind of proving the point that the rest of the movie spends trying to disprove, which is that he's that kind of guy. Like, the rest of the movie is trying to prove that he's the kind of guy who totally would be her friend. But he also wants to twerk her, so... (laughs) Well, I don't know if I would put it quite like that, but... (laughs) I mean, eventually, I suppose that's part of the plan, but... So, we meet Wallace's sister that he lives with, and her son, she's a single mom, uh, his nephew Felix. There's a cute little scene where she's gonna go out on a she's going out on a date, and he's he's left to. This is <laughs> yeah. another. This is an issue I have, and not just this movie, any movie, but this one's particularly striking about it. Yeah, she's like no horror movies, no sweets. And the second she's out the door, we see them. They're watching <laughs> him and the kid are watching John Carpenter's The Thing out of the curtain and just <laughs> eating ice cream. Which she does not fall for because she comes home, they quick hide the ice cream and change the channel and she sits down and immediately picks up the ice cream and starts eating because the day did not go well because she's home earlier than expected and changes it right back to the movie and they just sit and watch it together. And then the very next scene is Wallace at a movie theater watching The Princess Bride. So within the course of two minutes, you have shown me scenes from movies I would rather be watching. Yes. <laughs> and I like yes. this movie fine. Yes. Like this I think this is a pretty good movie. Not maybe spectacular, but pretty good. It, it, it but was don't fine. make me don't make me want to turn this off and watch the thing or the princess because the princess bride is one. Oh yeah. I I yes. almost said my favorite movie. I don't mean that, but it's in my top 5. I think it is one of the three perfect movies. So showing me the princess bride in the middle of your other movie, it's not a good idea because it just makes me want to go watch the princess bride instead. Right. And it's within 45 seconds of seeing the thing. So it's like, you're you're really stacking the deck against yourself here. Well, they were luring us. Oh, you you like this kind of stuff, the culty indie stuff, right? Like, I know they're like, that's what it felt like to me. We're one of you. We can. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) And then it was also very hard to tell how much time was passing throughout this whole movie. I was fairly confused. True. Because, like, then the seasons changed, so it was, like, supposed to be, like, a subtle transition, but all of a sudden, like, I'm like, okay, Adam Driver and um, this girl are getting married now. and Right. Like, even when I think about the timeline, I'm like, I can't even piece the movie together. Well, those two, I think, if you found out that they got married two days after they met, it would not seem strange, because <laughs> they're crazy like True. that. But I think the only real sense of the time frame you get is from when Ben leaves to when she goes to visit Dublin to visit him in Dublin, 
because he says he's going to Dublin for six months, and when she gets there, like they're like, oh, he's going to stay for another six months, which in, implies to me that his first six months was about up. So right, that, I guess all those postcards were supposed yeah. to indicate time passing. <laughs> yes, montages. Uh, we get plenty of montages for sure. <laughs> yes. But Chantry is also there seeing the Princess Bride. And they're like, oh, funny running into you here. I, I threw away your phone number. That's why I didn't call you. Know, he doesn't say that. But you know, <laughs> they haven't seen each other since that night. But we don't know how long it's been. But I assume it hasn't been terribly long. And so they walk and talk some more and then go get something to eat together. And it's all, it's all friendly and nice and charming. And they have a conversation that will be very important about fool's gold, which is the thing that perhaps killed Elvis. <laughs> There's also a lot of poop talk and shit talk in this movie. There's a, a yeah, real concentration like, on fecal matter talk in this movie. I was like, are they trying to get my seven-year-old to be interested in this movie also? Because poop is so in right now, and I don't know why. But the, well, I mean, this was 2013. <laughs> but <laughs> but that was another, that felt like another real Kevin Smith kind of like, there's people having these really smart, intense, you know, witty conversations was, and then also having conversations about diarrhea and can you eat your own poop more than once like yeah. you know like, it really made me think of chasing amy a, a bit, lot while i was watching a bit, it yeah. um <laughs> do we know this person like kevin smith movies it could be it's possible you know hey i, I he's influenced a lot of people, i mean right so. as you should <laughs> but yeah fool's gold was this i'll just i'll just describe the recipe as the movie does you take a loaf of french bread coat it in butter, bake it, cut it in half lengthwise, pull out all the insides, dump in what a jar of peanut bread? butter. It's just wasted. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> Does it bring you luck? <laughs> but you put in a, an entire jar of peanut butter, a jar of jelly or jam, depending on where you live, um, and a pound of bacon. <laughs> and it's supposed to serve yeah. eight to ten people. So it looks like it's a heart attack waiting to happen you know i would try it i'm going to make it i mean <laughs> just <laughs> upon seeing it, i'm like that's probably terrible but i'm gonna try this at least once because you should make some and then bring some to me <laughs> i can make, make it into bread, a phallic but... a phallic shape <laughs> yes uh, my um it's been a long time since i've made a phallic shaped food item <laughs> i liked your crispy treats <laughs> I'm so glad I did I'm this. Just, I, I'm yeah, sorry. Move on from that. Now I'm hungry. God damn it! <laughs> I just want to try bread because I was like, the bacon. It doesn't seem terrible to be with peanut butter. I don't know, man. I love bacon. Of course. I yeah. also love peanut butter, and I remember when I was in Germany. I think I probably told Valerie about it, but I was like, I guess I was sleep eating, and I ate. Um, I made peanut butter sandwiches with like. <laughs> jalapeno focaccia bread so that goes to ben oh my god a jalapeno incident also we've all had a jalapeno incident can we say no because I, I don't fuck around with jalapenos <laughs> it's gross i don't know i don't deal with it there's no jalapenos in my house so i don't have to worry about it i just can't believe he touched his eye and i, I if if it would have stayed comical like that because i thought that that was like yes like, I want to see the, more dudes falling out the window. And yes, the slapsticky. Yeah. Yes. Stupid. Like, if they could have, are you all right? <laughs> if they could have kept that energy, I would have loved it. Yeah, the tone. The tone is a little, not drastically, but a little all over the place because it does. You but know. it's like 
they dipped into everything. We're like, hey, let's go to the poop humor. And now we're going to talk about this. And look, hey, look, we like movie theaters. I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, can we, I don't know. They did, they were all over the place. Again, I, li- I like this movie, but it's not, you know, it's not without issues. There's definitely things to talk about. But I, after... I didn't, I didn't like the movie. I liked the characters, but I didn't oh, like the right. movie. Well, we don't have to agree. That's but fine. I love it. <laughs> me, well, me and her disagree more than we agree, I feel like, because we did another episode where I really enjoyed what was probably a shitty movie, and she was like, no, that's a shitty movie. So it's fair. I mean, I love <clears throat> shitty movies. Uh, don't get me wrong. That's the problem with this is that it wasn't shitty enough. It wasn't shitty enough to be like an MST3K movie or something like that. Because uh, I love watching movies like that and just ripping them apart. But remember when we watched Mamma Mia? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't at all. I mean, we watched so many things. We have. They're all pretty bad. But that's okay because we like bad movies. Yeah, it it wasn't, it was just, it was kind of like, it felt like a big budget movie with like an indie film feel. I don't know. It almost felt student movie-ish to me. The project they did. I could see that. And I was just like, this is a story that we've all seen before. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's When Harry Met Sally, but for, you know, new new kids, you know, (laughs) who can't be bothered to watch old movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so after this diner and all this fool goals talk, he walks her home again and she has she has a conversation with him that's like, look, I know it's weird to be friends with a girl who has a boyfriend, but like, can we do that, please? Because it's like, it really sucks that I can't have a guy friend without knowing that all they care about is what I look like without my clothes on. Like, is that, can we do that, please? <laughs> like, is that fine? And he's like, absolutely. Yes. Friends we are, you know? <sighs> He tried. <laughs> Look, I get it, man. She's super charming. I don't know if I would be able to keep my fucking cool either. I'm, I'm kind of on his side. And he's not, he's never a creep about it. He tries very, very hard to be a good boy. I don't really think that he was gross about it or weird about it. Um, he looked at her tattoo. Oh, no. When, uh, right. I was just like. That is the only scene that was weird to me was the dressing room scene when he opened his eyes when she asked him not to. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only time that he oh was God. like sort of creepy. But yeah. otherwise it seemed more like he was trying to protect himself since, you know, he had that horrible relationship that he was listening to the voice of 300 some days. And also in that scene, she <clears throat> almost kisses him when his eyes are closed. So it was the yes. Spider-Man scene. It's a, a little bit, yes. yeah, but just not upside down, <laughs> but a little, right. So she's definitely putting out signs and signals that I don't oh, think he's was. being confused by. I feel like she was flirty the whole time. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. in the wrong From here. The yes. But, you know, boundaries have been set, That's respect the boundaries, and he does, a, he does a pretty good job of that, I feel like. He tries. And we see, a, we see yeah, more montage. We see a lot of scenes of them exchanging emails and things and hanging out a lot they help a mailman mail flies away and just we we see them you know bonding and becoming more friends to the point that she's like you should meet ben like it's weird that you haven't met my boyfriend yet so come over um here's where we also meet uh, her sister dahlia who what has she been in because i recognize her uh her name i think it's megan park 
As far as what she's been in, I did not write that down. But I bet I can look it up real fast if you two talk. <laughs> I think she was in Dirty John, which is a TV show. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Let's see here. She was in Charlie Bartlett. She was in... I guess I should have looked this up when I was wondering. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I thought about it, but I was also like, I don't really care. <laughs> oh, she was in every single episode of The Secret Life of the American Teenager, if you ever watched that. I did watch a few. Yes, I did watch dad. that. So that might be where yes. you know her from. I didn't watch it with my dad, but it was in the spirit of... Because my dad and I used to watch Seventh Heaven. Did we ever watch Seventh Heaven with my dad? <laughs> uh, I watched Seventh Heaven with my dad. And mm. I think we had that in Look common that our dads like... Like, my dad watched 90210... And so I would watch 90210 with him also because I got invested because I didn't want to go to bed at 8 o'clock at night. Right. Yes, your dad also really <laughs> likes True Blood. <laughs> yeah, he looks okay. I was thinking about uh, that show the other day. I was like, I better ask her what. <laughs> yeah, she was like, in Charlie Bartlett, Diary of the Dead. Um, it's definitely the teen show. That's I like a good my guess. So. I talk about how this movie was. I was just like, well, I'm too old for this 20-something movie, but I love Degrassi. teen shows. We love oh, Yes. I, yes. But she plays <laughs> we, Chantry's sister, Dahlia, who right. is hoping that, because she's heard all about this Wallace guy and how great he is, this friend of her sister's, and she's hoping right. he's, because she's just had a bad breakup. Can and... I say, if this was my sister and she told me about a dude named Wallace, I'd instantly <laughs> be like, ew, his name is Wallace. Like, it's such an unattractive name. It sounds like <laughs> if your name is Wallace, that you have really ugly toes. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> That's not shallow at all. Don't worry about toes. it. <laughs> you should totally say that out loud on the podcast. Um. <laughs> is it just because he's British and is it what is Wallace and Gromit? I no, I just Wallace sounds like the name of somebody that has ugly toes and a hairy butt. Like it's just that's very specific. Like, you know, it's just like when you hear the name like Egbert Wallace or something. Oh, that guy has rank farts. Like he sounds like a big dork. Like I don't know. I was just like, can we call him some? I don't know. I just couldn't get over it. every time. Anybody said his name, I was, I'd cringe. It's, I think it's just, I, I think no. Right, I, but it's Daniel Radcliffe. If he shows up at your door and says, hi, I'm Wallace, can I take you out on a date? You're going to go, ew, go away, Wallace, be who looks like Wallace, Daniel Radcliffe. Honestly. You know, you know, in fairness, like <laughs> my last boyfriend, or my boyfriend before I had started having kids, his name was Ludiga. I'm sorry, repeat I mean, that? I mean, I guess, you know, Ludiga. Okay. It was just, yeah, he's German, so. So you should take a Wallace and be happy about it, is what I guess my point. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Especially if he looks like Daniel Radcliffe. But Dolly has convinced herself that, like, okay, this Wallace guy sounds great. He's going to be my rebound. My plan was to just go sleep with my all my ex's friends, because that's what I usually do. But instead, I'll just rebound with this guy, and everything will be fine, because he sounds like a nice guy. And Chantry's a little iffy about it she's never like you cannot date my friend but she's like i don't know you know because it's right you know weird to her because she probably already kind of has feelings for wallace um so she's trying to put a wall up a little bit there but we meet her fiance ben who 
for the most part, seems like a pretty good guy. It would be easy for this movie to like, oh, that guy's a fucking dick, so you should totally steal her away from him. Mostly, he seems right. like a pretty good guy. Except for this part. Because... And, and the Dublin part, or this part too. Right. That's just about to happen. Because the girls, are, so the girls are talking, and he's cooking, blah, 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 and he kind of, he's, he works on, uh, he works for the UN on copyright law. And he's right. pretending to talk to Wallace about that while the girls have their back turned. And he's like, they're not listening to us. Don't worry about it. I, I just want to say to you, it's cool that she has friends, but do not try to fuck my girlfriend. <laughs> like, that's not yeah, what you're here for, weird. is it? And he's like, oh my God, no. Like, we're just friends. He's like, all right, cool. You can be friends. Just don't keep your penis away from my girlfriend. That's all. And then goes right back to talking about copyright law as if this conversation never happened. So. Yeah, that which was is really. I was like, a bold guy. move. Yeah. I, I instantly hated him after that, so I think... Yes. I never really gave Ben the benefit of the doubt. The Ben benefit of the doubt? A bit of the doubt. I, I, was, I realized that once I said <laughs> it, I was like, oh no. <laughs> but he's definitely the roadblock that has been placed in front of this. You know, because we, the audience... I think for the most part are rooting for them to get together. I suppose there's some people that be like, no, fuck it. They shouldn't be together, you know, but so he's, he's, he's the impediment to this, you know, <laughs> because she doesn't seem like she's, she's not looking to cheat on this guy. They seem to have a pretty good relationship. So, and he doesn't seem like a raging asshole, but he does get jalapeno juice in his eye somehow. And he is acting like an enormous baby about it. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it hurts like fuck. Yes. I don't know because I don't like fuck that. around with jalapenos, but like way he portrayed it to her. But he's like punching the fridge and crying and like yeah. And they're like, "Well, she went to med school. Like, what should we do?" And he's like, "I don't fucking know. I dropped out of med school. Let me go look in the bathroom and see if I can find something to wash his eye out with." <laughs> and he comes flying out of the bathroom and hits hits Ben with the door, and Ben flies out this window. And let me tell you something. It's not like it was a four story drop, but it's far enough. Onto concrete, he should be. I thought he was dead. I was like, oh, yeah, very hurt. He has a broken arm and maybe a concussion. <laughs> they put a neck brace on him when the ambulance comes just to be safe, but he doesn't really need it. But no, he should be. There should be a pool of blood under this man's head that's growing yes. larger as they look. And the way that he wasn't moving, it was so fucking dramatic. I was like, oh god. He sure didn't like, care about the jalapeno in his eye anymore, did he? That's true. <laughs> Clear that right up. I for you. It'll make you get your eye. <laughs> and he's I mean, being, look, you... I'm not saying I'm a tough guy, but he's being a real baby in the back of the ambulance. He's like, oh my God, what if I'm going to be paralyzed? Baby, hold me, you know? And, and the paramedics mm -hmm. have allowed Wallace and Dahlia to also come in the ambulance, which is horseshit. Also, yeah. <laughs> Absolute horseshit. You're lucky if the girlfriend gets to go in the ambulance. And then I was like, she's like, I could never be a pilot because I'd gain like 500 pounds. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, she's eating in the back of the ambulance, which is oh, kind of funny. Um, I mean, that's what I would do too, but I mean, <laughs> she so, didn't have to make that comment. I was like, ugh, nobody wants. There's nobody a wants lot of inappropriate comments that, <laughs> between people. So they get, her, they get her right at the hospital. He's taken care of. He's fine. Chantry and... Wallace are getting some food out of the vending machine or whatever, and who should walk up but Wallace's ex, Megan. And she's kind of shocked to see him. Her number one concern seems to be like, oh my god, is that your new girlfriend? Which she says, and this is... I don't think Chantry... Chantry's not trying to be brutal, but this is such a witheringly brutal line because what she says 
because she's like yes. oh i'm sure wallace you know i'm megan i'm his you know we used to go out i'm sure he don't mentioned me what he said. yeah don't believe what he says about me and right chantry looks her straight in the eye and says he's never mentioned you to me <laughs> and i don't she's, <laughs> i don't think she was trying to I be mean like but holy shit like <laughs> how to fold a person like laundry with your words like wow that's rough <laughs> um, yeah, you ain't hot shit that's basically what she said <laughs> yes I was kind of distracted during this because as soon as that ex-girlfriend came on and she started talking I couldn't think what her voice sound like, sounded like to me and then I realized she sounded like Liv Tyler to me like she was doing Liv Tyler voice the whole time oh yeah not Ruby Gloom voice let <laughs> <laughs> me see what Daniel is doing now for work, instead of since he dropped out of med school, he sits in a cubicle and he writes tech manuals for things. He's got a real office space type boss who comes over to talk his ear off about shit. Talk about fishing a hook or something like that. And we also see Chantry at work where she, we learned, she turned, she was offered the project manager job for whatever this moth girl animation thing they're working on is. Right. And she turned it down because she just wants to be an animator. She doesn't want all that extra work and all that extra distraction. She just loves to draw. That's what she wants to do. But the guy who was made project manager is kind of fucking it up. And is kind of a dumbass. So we'll see is how that, that turns out. Is that Andrew Garfield? No, it was not Andrew Garfield. It was some, oh, God, I don't know like who, him. The guy, some like... nobody. Yeah, I... And then I guess what? Then the 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 boss offers the promotion, and I think it's she's just like yeah I I don't know they're alluding that she settles or something. Yeah, she's turned down the promotion before, and her right. boss is like, no, you really should think about it. And she's like, okay, I'll you know I'll think about it. It's the last time I offer you a promotion. Yeah, like this is your last chance. I'll take a week and think about it because I'm not going to ask you which, this again. Which is just amazing. Again how it's just so distracted like how old are these people supposed to be that they're already like program manager Promotions like, like a, that a right? very high title right and then they're just like well, oh we're well, having a taiwan job shitty like a shitty cubicle desk to right. all of a sudden being yeah i was like i don't believe this <laughs> right yeah, and i assume then, they're in their mid we'll get 20s. you an apartment in in Taiwan, and we'll get you a car in Taiwan. Hey, maybe like, that's, just, like, that's amazing. Maybe Canada <laughs> really treats their workers like that. Hey, I've got an idea, guys. Hear me out, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> or maybe she's the best animator they have, so it's a natural. I mean, who knows? But I um... think about stuff like this during movies. I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes, it's distracting. So we learned and I'm that easily distracted. So sorry. <laughs> no, I know this, <laughs> and yet we love you. Um, ben is leaving for Dublin for six months. He's got yeah, whatever this UN thing is. He's got to go deal with that, some conference or something that he's supposed to be a big part of or whatever. It's all kind. Of, I mean, it's a little vague, but all of their jobs are a little so vague. Happy. So the guy that I was living with, like my boyfriend at the time, if he had to go away for a while, I'm like I get the house to myself. <laughs> I, so yes. I wondered. I was like, I don't get why she's so sad. <laughs> well, because they I, like I, each other. <laughs> I <know. laughs> I mean, we never. It I don't. Do we ever like find out what Alan does for a job? Do we ever find out what Alan does for a job? I don't think they ever say, but he's hanging out in strange places. So I think he works at a rec center. 
Yeah, because he was like making fun of those old dudes. Like, yeah. What an absolute right. dick. After, <laughs> yeah, he what jumping ahead, but Maybe it doesn't really matter. He gets Let's say that he does that. He and Nicole get in a sure. big fight one night, and so he's drunkenly sitting on a bench just mocking, openly mocking to their within earshot of like senior citizens playing like not shuffleboard, but like uh what's the like you roll the ball and you're trying to hit the other ball. Like croquet without the mallets, I don't know, whatever it is. And there's another scene where they're all just hanging out at a child's karate tournament. No one, none of these people have children. What are you doing here? <laughs> so I think he works there, but I'm not 100% sure because they don't really say. Which is, yeah, which is the next scene. There, there's Throughout this, there's a lot of scenes of Wallace and Alan talking where Alan is trying to discourage him and saying, like, this is a bad idea, man. Like, this girl has a boyfriend. Here's the ways it could work out. Either, you know, and he sort of lifts off the options of, like, either you're going to break them up and she's going to resent you for it. You're going to tell her how she feels and she's right. not going to feel the same way. Like, here's all the ways it could break down. I don't see any of them mm-hmm. being good for you. So maybe to let this go. Also, she's my cousin yeah. and it's weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're having this conversation. Well, yeah, this is where the conversation about Helen's <laughs> yeah, like, no, I'm telling you, you can eat your poop once. It's fine, but once you poop out that <laughs> the second time, poop, it's it so toxic you. it will kill you if you eat it. And I'm like, what? Why? Why? Why are we? This is not an important conversation to the movie. But Nicole comes over with beer that she is. I mean, Wallace is like, how did you even find beer at a kid's karate tournament? <laughs> how did you find beer? It's, so that's pretty funny. But yeah, they're just hanging out did, there. And then they tried on stuff, and he was like, nothing's too slutty for you. And I'm like. I, I found that romantic. to be I found that to be a cute I don't know for a platonic male and female you don't know if the, if he, he yeah. was if he was her gay bestie you wouldn't blink an eye at him saying that so he's just her straight bestie it's fine <laughs> yeah that that's the next scene they go to she has some big dinner she has to go to she's gonna get a dress Wallace is tagging along with her everywhere like he does and she. <laughs> The lady there is like, this is a size two. Are you a size two? And she's like, yeah, I'm a size two. And he's like, "Mm, I'm going to go get a measuring tape. (laughs) She's like, no, I'm a size two. But she's not, I guess, because she gets in the changing room and she can't get this dress off. She's stuck in it. So she has to fairly, this movie's a little predictable, I think. In, you know, but maybe not guys falling out windows, but. So she has to call, otherwise, why is he even here for this scene? But she called, you know, she's like, oh, my God, like, crawl under the door. You have to help me, but keep your eyes closed because she's somewhat undressed. I mean, she's not, she's in her bra and underwear or whatever. Right, she's but... got her underwear on. So, yeah, he has he has to help her get this dress that's stuck, kind of stuck on her head. He sees the tattoo she has on her back. And at so the good. point where she has the dress kind of, it's still covering her eyes, but her nose mm-hmm. and mouth. Yeah, like you said, the Spider-Man kiss, and he yeah. almost—he looks like he's maybe gonna kiss her, but then he doesn't. <laughs> he yeah. thinks better of it, and then he closes his eyes again, and once the dress is the off, she leans forward like she's gonna kiss him, and thinks better of it. So they're both in conflict with this. It's not a one-sided thing for sure. So it's an important scene right. to learn that. The um, sexual <clears throat> tension in that room. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sexual tension, a lot of, and then there's just, it's the two of, it's Zoe Kazan and Daniel Radcliffe, and they're just super charming 
at all times and so you put them together and so it's like times eight it's just like they're very very charming <laughs> and they win you over but they won me over anyway even when you're listening to some of the dialogue and going well that's clunky no one talks like that but you're still you just i don't know i was invested in it enough to you know see it through see it yeah through. i found them <laughs> endlessly charming <laughs> the next thing i didn't write down any jokes except this one because i don't like just repeating <laughs> jokes from a movie but this and it's all about the line delivery adam driver also can be very funny most of his yeah. dialogue in this movie, yes. whatever. I could live without it. But he has a line. He, this is, It's right after that scene we were talking about. Where, yeah, Nicole is sort of mounting him in the kitchen. And they're like, oh, God, I love you so much. I'd eat your face and I'd wear your skin and all this weird, gross stuff. And then she leaves. And <laughs> Wallace is sitting there. And he's like, bye, Nicole. And then Adam Driver pulls nachos out of the stove. And he puts his hands in there and he goes, I just had sex. I'm about to eat nachos. <laughs> like, just the way he says it is so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. It's such a good line delivery. Put that on my tune. Those nachos look good. Yeah. And he's again trying to discourage Wallace. He's like, okay, let's, like, let's say Ben is this nacho. It's covered with cheese. It's got a good job. It's great. You're this moldy banana. You have nothing to offer anyone. I don't even know what you do for work because every time you try to tell me, I fall asleep. So just stop with this. It's not going to happen. And if it does, it's going to be bad. So just let it go. But nobody <laughs> will. We see a montage of Ben and Chantry kind of playing phone tags. All we never, never really hear them talking on the phone. It's all voicemails he's leaving her because he just missed her or vice versa. And she's sending postcards all the time. I guess she's getting postcards back yeah she must be or at least one because she, she hangs out the fridge be. but right. yeah one of them said toronto or vancouver or wherever they are yeah so you get the right, impression and then she tried that, to grab it back out yeah that these months are passing while he has gone in dublin her and wallace continue to get closer and she's getting further and further away from ben because they're just not the long distance thing is hard it always is and a very telling moment is Wallace and her are out somewhere. Wallace is in, in the store buying whatever, and she's outside talking to Ben. And Wallace comes out just as the conversation is ending, and Ben says, okay, you know, I'll talk to you later. I love you. And she does she does not say I love you back because Wallace is standing next to her. She's like, uh-huh, yep, bye. <laughs> like, ordinarily, if, like, if Wallace weren't standing there, she would have said I love you back. Because it's not that she doesn't love him, but it's weird right. to her to say it with Wallace standing there, which is that's very telling on like a, on like a deep like right. emotional level so that's i thought that was a nice subtle touch that didn't beat you over the head with what it was trying to do dahlia continues to want wallace she's still bothering well chantry and all of her friends are sitting around in some kind of like crocheting shop or something where they just sit around on weekends right. i guess and crochet together for some reason and Dolly is there. Right in front of all Canadians the yard, right in the way. That's why I was like. <laughs> yeah, this is a very Canadian. <laughs> yeah, but all the girls are like, hey, tell us about this Wallace guy. And why haven't you hooked us, any of us, all any of your desperate female friends up with him? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's mine. And Dolly is like, he's he's funny, I guess. He's not like ha-ha funny. He's all right. And he's kind of handsome, but like. I got dibs. <laughs> <Just, laughs> Talking about damning with faint praise, but then there's a what's supposed to be an engagement party for Nicole and Alan, which again we don't know how long they've been together, but because time is strange, some months I suppose. Yes. 
which turns into an impromptu wedding. They're like, hey, we hate weddings and all the, everything that goes with it, so we're just going to get married right now because everyone we care about is here. You're, you're the maid of honor, Chandra, you're the, or whoever, you know, you're the best man. Let's do this. We're doing this tonight. We got a dress. We got a ring. We're good to go. And they do. Speeches are given, you know, it's not a terribly important scene, but here's where Dahlia makes her move because they, hopefully Dahlia's the least drunk because she's driving, but Chantry is quite drunk and they drop her off at home. Right. It looks for a second because Wallace gets out of the car to, you know, give her a hug and say goodnight or whatever. Now they've seen her to her door and it looks for a second like she wants to invite him in, but she doesn't. She's like, just kind of patting them and like okay good night and goes inside well, and she says oh you clean up so well and yeah she yeah. no pulls on his jacket and like yeah and she lets it go there because <laughs> she's a good girl too um also gets back in the car and dahlia is on him it's so awkward because she's like they get to wallace's house and she's like you know you probably shouldn't invite oh, me up. Possibly. Yeah, yeah you probably shouldn't invite me up to your room. And he's like, okay, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> like, it's He's not even yeah, I was thinking <laughs> about it. That. I was like, why would yes. you say that? I was very confused. I so. think what it is, is I think she's trying to do the same kind of witty, sarcastic banner that she sees that he and Chantry have, and she's just not good at it. <laughs> like, she's trying sure. really hard. But. She's like, okay, I'll just make out with you. And I was like, yeah, and he's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And she's like, oh, why? Because I want to have sex with you? And he's like, no, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> she's twisting everything he says. <laughs> right. But she winds up kissing him, and they're kind of making out. And then we see he's looking out the car window, and Chantry's there. And for a second, you think, oh, shit, did she follow them down the street? But right. it's, it's just like a vision that he's having. Because, yeah, she's like, oh, this that is... That threw me off, too. I yeah. scared the shit out of me. I was like, yeah. jumped out of my seat. I was like, the fuck and why? Right. And she, yeah, he sees Chantry. And, and it was the only time they did something like that with the. It's like a magical realism. Thing. Yeah, it stands out like a sore thumb yes. because no other time in the movie does that happen. It's like the animation yeah. thing. So it's like, it just feels kind of weird. But yeah, she's like, oh, making out with my sister. That's cool. All right. Well, I can promise you, you're never going to have sex with me now. And then she poof disappears in like a cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. And he's pushes Dolly off like, no, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't, you know. And she gets ups- she gets upset about it. She's like, "Oh my, like get out yeah. of my car! How dare you like turn me down?" <laughs> like, which I feel is shitty. <laughs> like, if the roles were reversed, we would be cursing. You know what I mean? Like, we should right. be angry I mean, at Dahlia that, out of the car. that she's like not understanding what consent is. And if that if she were a guy, we would be throwing things at him. But because it's Dahlia, we're like, that's kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> like, not really. Right. It's still a shitty way to be. And then there was that, uh, the they're at the beach party. Right before that, because they dropped Chantry off. Chantry's in bed, probably about to pass out, oh, but she's still in her fancy call? dress. And she calls Ben. Why did he answer the phone? That's a very good question. <laughs> because <laughs> he is in the middle. He is in, we find out he is in the middle of his huge conference or whatever this important thing he's supposed to be doing because the hours are, yeah. the, whatever the time zone difference is between them. You know, but she's trying to be, she's kind of setting like, I think she wants to have phone sex with it because she's like, I'm in this dress and listen to me unzip it and I'm drunk right now. What would you do? And he's like, hey, that's cool. I'll, we'll talk about that later (laughs) because I'm kind of in the middle of something. Yeah. There's no way that that microphone didn't pick up 
her talk, her dirty talking. Yeah, just don't oh, even yeah. you know, don't even answer that. With phone as loud right. as phones are. <laughs> just, I mean, I, maybe maybe thought shit. It's maybe it's an emergency, but then emergency, sure. But then you say, "Excuse me a minute, I have to take this," and you step out in the hallway right. and you don't just answer a call from your girlfriend in a room full of important people. That's a bad idea, but comedy's full of bad ideas. I guess it's not funny if he goes out in the hallway. <laughs> so. Yeah, then we have the scene, which, which this is maybe my favorite scene in the movie. I really liked it a lot. I thought the dialogue was great. It's Dolly and Chantry at the beach, and Chantry is, like, feeding her this line of... And, I mean, she's not actively lying to her because she knows... Chantry knows that she's being sarcastic and joking around. She's not actually right. trying to... But she's like, you shouldn't be friends with that Walsh guy anymore. He's an asshole. He propositioned me, and then I said no, and then he, like, attacked me, and then, like, the cops came, and he shot all the cops, and their poor children are going to live without their fathers. <laughs> and it's a really funny, it's a, yes. just a funny scene. Their whole interplay and dynamic is, is really good. And then she, like, because she's, like a, like, a skinny girl, but she can, like, poof her stomach out, and she's like, look how pregnant I am. Right. And she's, like, tapping mm-hmm. her stomach, like, oh, I felt it. It's just, I don't know, it's cute sister stuff, and I liked it a lot. I used to do that all the time. And then I got just a belly like that, so I was just like, but yeah, I thought that that was funny too, and then I was like, I just felt like more that, I don't know, yeah, I liked certain parts of the Bath movie, like I enjoyed and thought were cute, and I laughed. I'm sorry, I don't know why I cut you off for that. (laughs) There's no such thing as cutting me off, it's a... We're all I good. mean, yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, I thought that. And then I was like, hey, I used to do that. I did like that scene. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> if I didn't want people to cut me off, it would just be me by myself talking. <laughs> so <laughs> the next thing is, is important. It's kind of the end of the second act wrinkle, you know, because they're having a late night campfire on the beach. Chantry Wallace, Alan, and Nicole. Alan and Nicole decide to go skinny dipping. Chantry and Wallace kind of are kind of looking at each other like, I don't know, should we? Yeah, I guess. Well, you know, when in Rome. So everybody's naked. We see Adam Driver's ass. We see, we see everyone's ass. I mean, don't con- forget congratulations. Adam, Dri- or Adam Driver's like, I'm cold. <laughs> and I was like, that's all I remember about that scene. I'm cold. <laughs> but so here's your PG-13 because we've got, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe's ass and everybody's ass. They're running in the water. It's fine. They're not in there very long. They're in there very briefly. And then she well, she feels something touches her foot and freaks out. So they they go they go back oh, up to the f- beach. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then so they're standing there naked, they're looking at the stars. And it's it's her idea. Yeah, she says right. I'll look if you look. Because they've been kind of like like avoiding, you know, looking yeah, at each other. Yeah, they were looking up. So they do, almost like little kids playing doctor or something. Just, you know, they kind of give each other the once over and they're like, hmm, all right. <laughs> like, now that's out of the way. But then they look and their clothes are gone because Nicole and Alan, thinking they're real funny pranksters, have stolen their clothes and driven off. So now they are left on the beach and it's getting cold and they are naked. Nicole and Alan think they're helping out. Like, we're going to kickstart them. These two won't. Will you just fuck already? <laughs> like like also doesn't make sense because adam driver didn't want that to happen the whole time he was well, against it yeah there's that <laughs> but maybe he thinks like maybe that they just get it out of the way 
then it'll sure. just be over and I can stop hearing about it because it's either going to blow up in their faces right. or they'll get together. And either way, I don't have to give advice anymore. Who knows? Well, he says yeah. Nicole talked him into it. He does say that. So Yeah, yeah, he does say that. And they have kind of their first fight because she, there's, okay, first off, this is an enormous sleeping bag. Have you ever seen a sleeping so bag this big? That two people so can big. comfortably fit in with lots of room to spare. I mean, they must be very tiny. Very but short. You could never, sure. like, the They're whole like idea of a sleeping feet. bag is that you're, like, tight in it, you know, and that's what's keeping you warm. Right. One person could never, it must be made for two or three people, because if one person tried to use it, there would be so much extra, you'd still be freezing. Right. But They're Canadian sleeping bags. I could, yeah, <laughs> you need them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you never know when you're going to find it's yourself Canadian in the wilderness. to sleep in double. We, we just don't understand, because it's, it's, you know... I've never been there, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. But she's sort of wrapped up in it. Well, first off, they went, as soon as they found their clothes out, found out their clothes were missing, they went and got Adam and Eve style branches to cover themselves with, which really I, is for the camera's benefit so that we're not an R rated movie and our actors don't have, because why? Right. Really, really why? You just looked at each other naked. You have bigger priorities, right. like you're very cold. Right. Covering yourselves up for each other and no one else other than the audience is very pointless to me. But from a mechanical logistics standpoint, I understand it. But it's a little silly. But yeah, they get in a they get in a fight where he, she, okay, I'm I'm on his side. <laughs> I try to be on her side on whenever possible. Side but I'm absolutely on his side in this fight because she makes a joke. Which he, he responds laughs. to with laughs and responds yes. to with a joke like they always do. And she's like, oh, this is fucking mm -hmm. funny to you? And he's like, no. Right. <laughs> you made a joke about the walrus thing? And she's mm -hmm. like, no, this isn't funny. They have crossed a line. This is bad news. I think part of it is guilt on her part that like, fuck, I still have a boyfriend. Like he may be in Dublin. Sure. And I maybe, you know, have feelings with this guy. But this is, I've been now put in a compromised position. If Ben found out about this, bad news. So, and I didn't choose it. It was forced upon me by my so-called friends and my cousin or whatever. So, But yeah. she was the one that initiated the looking. Well, the other is that. Yes. <laughs> That's true, which he will bring up later, and she is not impressed <laughs> by that fact. But, yeah, she's like, you know, you're an a they're assholes for taking our clothes. You're an asshole for thinking this is funny. He's like, I don't think this is funny. I think they're assholes. I think you're kind of being an asshole right now because I'm standing she here was. with just a branch covering me and you're in a sleeping bag. Right. So kind of fuck you. Like, why are you yelling at me right now? <laughs> and so they agree to share the sleeping bag just for warmth's sake. You can tell nothing happened. They probably didn't get much sleep and because Alan and Nicole come back the next day thinking real proud of themselves, thinking they're funny. And... Right. They wake up and their clothes are... Yeah, their clothes are back. Their ride has oh, returned. Okay. Wallace and yeah. Shanty are not amused and not yeah. impressed. And they share a very awkward car ride home where they do not talk or look at each other at all. And so it's kind of the first rift that we get between them. So it's, it's at this point, because mm -hmm. I think because that line has been drawn, she's definitely feeling feelings that she doesn't think she should be feeling. It's time to refocus on what's important or what's supposed to be important. She decides, I'm I'm flying to Dublin. I'm not, Wallace doesn't even need to know about it. Like, I'm just leaving. So she flies to Dublin. 
where she finds she's sitting on Ben's front step, and Ben and, and he's with that lady. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. with one of his sort of co-workers, and they're both drunk, kind of stumbling home. We don't we don't see anything going on. We don't know for sure anything was going to go on, but it's not how you want your girlfriend to find you. You know, it doesn't yeah. look great. I feel like it was heavily. If they were implied. like arm in arm and or whatever. They're really great. Right. And, and as soon as he her. sees his girlfriend, he distances himself from the girl instantly. Yeah. And this, yeah, this, like, uh oh, I got caught. This lady mm-hmm. playing his co worker was uh, Rob Stark's wife on Game of Thrones, who was yes. br- brutally murdered yes. at the Red Wedding. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's where I've seen her. <laughs> so, yeah, they get inside. She, the, the drunken coworkers like okay you know peace out i don't need to be here this is thanks for walking me home like your boyfriend's a gentleman great yeah so i don't have to hear through <laughs> the thin walls and so there's not really much of you not really i wouldn't even really say a fight about, fight about it there's definitely a discussion about it of like what did i just walk so into so was that her saying like she's heard him have sex before i wonder <laughs> no That's i think it's I just would- like because he, she knows he has a girlfriend that lives back in Toronto, and they haven't seen each other in months. So, I mean, what would you think? And he's out. Oh, there were there was a discussion on the beach because of it's one of those. It's kind of the in joke. Worst things that ever happened to them amongst friends. Oh, that's another conversation that we skipped over too. Yeah, Wallace and Chantry had a conversation earlier, where he's like, "Hey, the worst thing that happened to me was Megan cheating on me with this creepy old professor or whatever." But it was also kind of the best thing that happened to me because it, you know, I learned a lot from it or whatever. And she's like, "Oh, the worst thing that happened to me was when my mom died of breast cancer." And he's like, "Well, that's not fair. You have to go first, then, because now my story <laughs> right. sounds stupid and ridiculous compared to your actual worst thing." So that's something that we that we skipped over. And then when they were on the beach, there was a conversation about. Chantry's telling them about Cool Whip and how they came up with ten thousand names for Cool Whip, and oh, Cool Whip was the best yes. one. And how hard is it, like, try to think of 10 yourself, and they all come up with pretty good ones, pretty funny ones. <laughs> my yeah, favorite, they were pretty good ones. My favorite of which was uh, non-small cell, what was it? It's a, uh, fuck, I should have wrote it down. I don't even remember what it was. Damn it. <laughs> Something like non-small cell cream foma, <laughs> I think is what it was. <laughs> anyway, it made me laugh. But now in Dublin, Chantry is trying to, reuse that joke with Ben's friends and co-workers and it flies like a lead balloon. Translate well. No, because right. it's one of those it's one of those things you have with your friends that you all think is funny and you take it somewhere else and it's a thud. Right. <laughs> and so she definitely The German guy was into it though. He tried. So. <laughs> he tried. He was he was coming He's up like, with some Let little, me try this out. <laughs> but it's showing to Shantry and us that like she doesn't really fit into his world the same you know his friends and co-workers are a different not class of people necessarily but a different kind of people than she's used to yeah and she doesn't really fit in here and we hear here's where we also find out because one of the co-workers lets it slip and ben has not told her yet that he's at least been offered he hasn't agreed yet but has been offered that to stay another six months which they have a bit of an argument about because it's like, like, why am I hearing from them? You didn't even tell me about it. And he's like, well, I, I was going to, and you know, but I didn't want you to feel pressured like you have to. And he talks about how much he likes it there and how he wants to stay. Right. But like never expresses that to her. 
it seems like that was the first time he was telling her how much he really loves it out there. Yeah, and, the and she's and she's like, like I I could have got a promotion too. Like I've I took the week off. My boss gave me the week off to come see you, and also so that I could think about if I want to go to Taiwan or not to run this project. So how's that gonna work? Like we're already long distance. Six more months of this, I don't know if I can do it. And he's like, we will make it. Again, Ben is not doesn't seem like a bad guy. He's like, we will make it fucking work somehow. Like we'll meet in the middle, whatever we have then, to do. Yeah, and then he talks about like you know we'll make it work. And then she says like earlier in the conversation with Wallace that she's the kind of person that never breaks up with somebody. She's always somebody that just tries to make it work. And then like, because they were talking about who dumps and who's mm-hmm. dumps. Yeah, and she's also probably feeling guilt because something almost maybe could have happened with wallace and she's just you know she's very it's very upsetting to her even the thought of of being seen as a cheater like that's kind of her big thing it's not it's not even necessarily i would never cheat because i'm not that kind of person but it's almost like i would never want anyone to think i'm that kind of person you know but also i think she's not that kind of person but wallace not knowing that she has left Shows up at Chantry's place, and Dolly is there just hanging out, feeding the cats. And he's like, why do you have to feed the cats? Oh, because my sister flew off to Dublin. Also, she has a boyfriend, and they're, like, totally going to get married someday and have kids. And, like, this is hopeless for you, so just stop it. Everyone in his life is telling him, like, stop, man. But the heart wants what the heart wants, I guess. (laughs) Well, especially because he's, the whole movie, he's been the guy who's like, romance is bullshit. But he's also secretly like the mo- like the true romantic like somehow yeah. this will fucking happen because it's like the universe has shoved us together yeah and somehow this will work so he decides fuck it i'm not rather he takes the opposite tack from what dolly is telling him to do which is rather than let it go i'm i need to tell her how i feel right now so he gets on yeah. a plane i don't know how he affords this he probably but he also doesn't live an extravagant life so he's probably been saving money up because he lives in his sister's probably rent free so and they're probably you know they have a passport obviously i guess because they weren't (laughs) from they weren't from canada they're from england right like the sister had a british accent too so yeah i assume their parents moved there you know, at some point, and maybe maybe when they were airplane kids or tickets something. are really cheap in Canada back in two thousand. They must be. <laughs> but he fl- he hops a flight to Dublin. I don't know how he knows where Go Ben's. Oh, because he had he got the post. He took the postcard off the fridge. That's why the postcard is important because that's how he knows mm. where Ben's place is. Shows up at Ben's door, knocks on it. Do they even have a conversation I... before Ben just straight punches him in the face? <laughs> we said, is she still here? So. He goes, she's gone. And he goes, yeah. is she yeah, coming yeah. back? And then he gets punched. And then right. I was like, ooh, Ben is an asshole. Because who just fucking <laughs> flats out punches somebody? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know that a, yeah, I don't know that a punch is the answer. That's, But I still don't necessarily... I don't think he's the villain of the movie because you were just... no. You basically proposed to your girlfriend and offered to continue to be long distance and make it work no matter what. And her decision was to then fly back to Toronto because she misses Wallace. Yeah. And, and then Wallace shows up at your door. I can kind of, the guy who promised you in your kitchen, he was not trying to fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> 
I kind of get where he's coming from. I can see, I don't know if a punch is justified, uh, but I can definitely see not being happy. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, be mad at her, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. So he's got a nice shiner from yeah. Ben, and then he <laughs> hears a voicemail, that which he, he either just gets it or he should have checked sooner, but... I mean, um, the charge on that phone. Like, <laughs> for real. Must be amazing for a whole flight there. And then to fly back that day. I know. Yeah, he has a voicemail from Chantry saying like, hey, I'm, I'm back in Toronto and I want to, yeah. you know, you want to meet me at the diner? I want to talk to you about something. So he's like, fucking shit. <laughs> so he has to run and fly right back to Toronto again. So he was in so Dublin for a couple for hours, lunch. probably. Mm-hmm. And then there is what I feel is a very stupid fight between these oh, two because we need this minute, we need this movie to be 15 minutes longer or something. Because <laughs> oh, this should be the moment where they get together and they confess their feelings for each other and they kiss and roll right. credits. But we needed like one more wrinkle or something where they're trying to prove a point about how realistic can this relationship I don't know what they're trying to do. But the fight that ensues at this diner is very dumb because it's two people who are smart and who like each other being dumb and mean to each other for yes. no reason <laughs> because he comes in she's like oh my god what happened to you and he's like oh ninjas attack me don't worry about it. what do you want to talk to me about <laughs> and she won't let it go like she's clearly about to tell him oh, i guess what's your interpretation because i think it could be interpreted that all she's going to tell him is that i'm thinking she's about i'm thinking about going to taiwan what do you think of that are you a reason for me to stay yeah. would be my guess but she doesn't get that far because she won't let this black eye go and he confesses, maybe stupidly. I maybe would have waited to hear what she had to say first. But <laughs> yeah. he's like, Ben punched me. And she's like, what do you mean Ben punched you? Ben's in Dublin. He's like, yeah, I went to Dublin. I wanted to tell you how I feel. And her reaction is not, oh, good, because I was about to tell you how I feel. Right. I wish Ben yeah, hadn't that's punched why I was you. Confused. Her reaction like... is, no, you went there to break us up. Right. Because and she's hurt because we were gonna we were supposed to be friends. You promised we were friends. And it's it's so right stupid. back to the Yeah. It's you only want to see me naked argument. Yeah, this is the one thing you that I thought you weren't and that you promised you weren't. You're the guy who's going to try to break break me up with my boy. Which is I guess right. technically what he was doing, but not Really, he just wanted to talk to I don't he you know, he just wanted to tell her I feel and she can make her own decision. Maybe that's yeah. breaking them up, whatever. But she really kind of flies off the handle, I feel, in a way that is not warranted oh, for this guilty. conversation. She does also feel guilty. But she, yeah, she immediately just turns it into a bad thing. Like, oh I don't even want to hear how you feel about me. Like you tried to break us up. This is exactly what it shouldn't be. Fuck you, I'm going right. to and then he kinda he makes the wrong move too by getting sort of aggressive back at her instead of being like you're right you're right you know but hear me out or something because he's like hey you're don't act like you're innocent in this you were the one who was like i'll look if you look and I, you know you were it's not like i'm picking up signs from nowhere from outer space like you were throwing signs at me too which she does also not react well to because that's probably makes her feel guilty like you said and she's like you know what i'm taking a job in taiwan see ya peace out and she's gone yeah. Which, again, it just feels really unnecessary. Like, we know where this is going. <laughs> this is just right an extra, like, a third act. Like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Thinking, you know? 
Time for but. another time jump. Yeah, and that, I was just like, what is going on? And But I've been in that position before. I've had somebody move to Germany and try to break me and my boyfriend up, and I was just thinking how that ended. It didn't end well for him. Sure. Okay, so I, but were you unintentionally encouraging that i don't i don't want to say that that's not what i mean no, but I, were you behaving was, the way I that was, shantry was, is behaving in this film him and i was like man oh so man, you you are taking some of the blame for this okay that's all i wanted to make sure yeah, i'm saying me and that girl we're dicks <laughs> like we Got are it. the dicks not daniel radcliffe because i'm usually i'm usually not on the guy's side ever because guys are terrible and they suck but in this case <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's kind of getting the bad end of the deal here. That's how I felt too. I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> we have a couple <laughs> sibling chats. We have a scene with Wallace and his sister where she's like, can you be a, like, the only male role model my son, your nephew, has is you. Because his father's not around and you're like moping around the house and being like, you're doing not like, you're not happy at your job. You're not you know i thought that was missed i was just like mm, putting all that stuff i was like because we only see a little bit of their relationship when they're watching scary movies and stuff yeah yeah it, the sister's pretty underdeveloped right wondering why the sister and the son the nephew were even a part of it like that yeah <laughs> yeah you kind of wonder if maybe there's a two-hour version of this movie you know and there's a sure, half hour we never saw or something that's very, very possible. But, um, and then we also, there's a chat between Dahlia and Shantry, where Shantry basically says, like, I think I fucked up. I don't know that going to Taiwan is a good idea. And Dahlia's like, no, it's not. You're going to, like, you're going to ruin your whole life. This is a terrible idea. Like, what are you doing? I don't know why I didn't tell you that sooner, but you absolutely should not be going to Taiwan. And fuck Ben, too, while you're at it. Like, but Dahlia, yeah, Shantry's really, like, because Dahlia knows what's knows what's up. She knows why Shantry didn't want her around Wallace. Because right. you know she's like, you have reasons to stay here, like Wallace. And Shantry's crying. So Xan is so good. She's just such a good actor. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Like Wallace is absolutely a reason to stay. And I and I fucked it up. I fucked it up. And I don't know what to do about it. So the next scene is Al Alice. No, Wallace hanging out with. <laughs> Alan and Nicole, where we find out Nicole is pregnant, and everyone's very happy about right. it. Except for yeah. Wallace. Wallace is like, oh, you guys are going to... Oh, no. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, accepting all the same. Yeah, he's busting their balls about it because he said that them having children would be like the apocalypse. But <laughs> Right. Um, but here we learn that at some... Again, we don't know how much time has passed. There's no any kind of... But until the very end... It. But he says he's going to go back to med school. Right. Which is good, you know? Yeah. So it seems like everyone is moving on and moving away, but they tell him, like, okay, but Shantry's, like, you know Shantry's going to Taiwan, of course, and we're throwing her a going-away party, and you should come, because no matter, like, no matter what, you don't want that last conversation you had to be the last conversation you had. You know? No matter, just the friends that you were, you owe it to each other to have a proper, like, goodbye even if that's all it ever is and they're right and there's a lot of oh will he will he show up or will he not you know every time the door opens Shantry's looking it's like is that Wallace oh no it's not Wallace it's somebody else right. 
everybody's basically gone home for the night by the time Wallace finally decides to show up. And they have they have another refrigerator magnet conversation. It's pretty parallel to the first mm-hmm. scene. But they're, you know, they're having a, a friendly, jokey conversation like they always had before so that we can see their chemistry again since their stupid fight. And then she's like, okay, I was cleaning up my fridge and I made you something. And it's the kind of, and this is where they win me back, because this is the kind of stupid, cheesy, romantic shit that <laughs> gets me. Because it's, you know, it's it's the thing from your past, you know? Yeah. Like you were walking down the street. And somebody pointing the window is like, oh, God, I love that thing. And then seven months later, you surprise them with it, and they forget that you even ever had that conversation. You know, that's the kind of gift that right. means something, because it means you listen to the fucking person that, that, when you talk. So I'm just sucking for that shit. So <laughs> they got me. <laughs> she pulls out of the fridge. She has made him a fool's gold, like they talked about way back when, when they first met. And he's like, that's Which, why put it in the fridge? That seems like ruining it. You don't... Well, she didn't know for sure he was coming. (laughs) She didn't know for sure he was coming. I don't know how long it would keep, (laughs) you know. So, but yeah, refrigerated bread is, no, that's no good. But I suppose you can always warm it back up. You'd have to. But he's like, well, that's crazy. You're not going to believe this because here's what I got you for going away present. And it's wrapped (laughs) up. He made her one too. And so it's very sweet. And they realize that he has a little speech about like, and this is why the scene about her mother was important because it's like, you know, back when you told me about your mom, you said that the thing that that taught you was that to never let go of something good because you don't know how long it'll be there or something like that, right. I'm paraphrasing, something like that. And he's like, and what we had was very good and we would be idiots to let it go, you know? And if I had a time machine, I'd go back to the night we met and all this stuff. And so they finally kiss, everyone cheer, then we cut to... Eight, well, then we get a thing that says 18 months later, so finally they're giving us a time frame. There's a little right. bit of role-playing going on at the airport, which does not fool the audience for a second. Like, if this, <laughs> if you thought for a second that they were like... <laughs> but they're both standing in front of the airport like, oh, God, it's you. Like, I haven't seen you in so long. What were you doing? Oh, I was in Taiwan with my fiancé. I got engaged. And he's like, oh, that's crazy. I followed my fiancé to Taiwan. And, of course, they're engaged, so they're just having mm-hmm. some fun. But I feel like the movie was trying to trick us for a second and just did a really bad job because yeah. if you fell for that, I don't know what to tell you. If I fell for it, okay, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I I do. I'm like, oh, oh, they're joking. You know, that's that's why I told you the tone of the movie. I was confused with that first. So. My bad. I should have read. I should have okay. <laughs> read the room first. <laughs> I don't mean to impugn your character or anything. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, but you know, I, I was just there, you know, looking at the people. Sure. Look at the pretty people. Okay. Well, it's social cue stuff, which is not always, you know, your yeah strong suit. It's fine. Yeah, and then we're at their wedding. They're getting married, of course. Then instead of a wedding cake, they have a pile of fool's gold, which <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> anyone at that wedding would appreciate. It's sentimental to them, but I don't, right. I don't know. I was over it by then. I was like, time we have to see this fucking bread. Right. <laughs> yeah, Nicole and Alan have had their baby now. It's like not quite a toddler yet. So, and then and that's basically it. They go up on the roof. They're wanting and... to get drugs from him. Yeah, they want to write they prescriptions. Said it's not cause... a real doctor. Mm. Yeah, because he got his. He finished medical school in 
Taiwan. Or Taiwan, yeah. It's, they're they're trying to be like, oh, I was like. So he's not a real doctor then, or whatever, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did get his medical degree in 18 months, so something's going on. Yeah. So there's some shady practices maybe, maybe going the on over there. Maybe those were the last two years that he needed. Right. It seemed like he was Yeah, we don't know when he dropped in. out, so. Yeah. Maybe he just. I mean, he was definitely. He was clearly doing his clinicals when they had that flashback with his girlfriend when he caught his ex-girlfriend yeah. cheating on him. Oh, yeah. So, so but, but it, it seemed like he was mostly through it. <laughs> that's the movie. And Happy ending. I didn't know what to do with the eye. I yeah. don't know. Stay into it. <laughs> right. But it's that, you know, that's it. Roll credits. Happy ending. Yeah. You wondered, there were definitely times in the movie I wondered if it was going to have a happening or if it was going to be more of a cynical kind of, no, this is how it really is. But <laughs> I think it would have been really funny and a really good movie if it would have ended when Ben fell out of the window. <laughs> and then they got funny. together after Short. that and then they put wedding scenes. <laughs> he just, and it was a, a wedding that, funeral. Yeah, it would be a very yeah. different movie if Ben <laughs> just died. <laughs> and, and then you can hand out the bread at the funeral and the wedding. Right, yes. Ben died. That <laughs> solves that. 25 minute long movie. I don't know. I, let's go I'm around just the not horn. Very romantic. <laughs> yeah, you, did, you didn't dig it so much. I, it charmed me at one based largely on the cast. Like I said, I think the script is kind of hit or miss dialogue wise. Sometimes it's way too much. But enough of it is actually funny and, and witty and charming. And then on top of that, you add. A pretty great cast full of very charming people i don't know yeah. it worked it worked for me you not so much what, what about you without i it, it was fine um i think that had i been in my 20s as well yeah right before i became it, jaded and an asshole right. <laughs> <laughs> sure sure it's just you know I also my attention span for a movie has just been completely ruined. It, it from watching TV shows, every, movies just feel so jammed. I mean, I could watch like six hours of a TV show at once. It's not about the length of it. It's just the the story building, the world yeah. building. I oh, it's so hard for me to watch movies now because I'm just like oh, I have no skin in like, the game why here. So long. <laughs> why do I care really so much? So yeah. what you're saying is this would have been better as a season of television? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Oh so my goodness! Like it wouldn't show. have been amazing K drama. It would have been an amazing K. All right. That's I was fair. like really, or, yeah. It, it reminded me of like you said, like a student film. Like yeah. if somebody was like, "Hey, this is my senior project," like at college. Well, like I don't know if I watched Chasing Amy for the first time today if it would have meant the same thing to me as having watched it when I was a teenager. Well, you know? I, or we've just seen the story so many times. Perhaps. I feel like, because like, wasn't it very 500 Days of Summer? That's all I could really think about. It's, it felt like that to me too, except for 500 Days of Summer was much creepier because <laughs> she said no so many times and he just kept pursuing her. Oh yeah, that's um, it. Joseph Gordon Lovett, like, yeah, it was, it was Creep Town. Although it was cutesy, manic pixie dream girl kind of stuff, you know, for whatever year that came out. Sure, it's probably age and being jaded. Yes. <laughs> I was yeah, just, I was thinking, I was like, wasn't there a little animated magic in that too, though? That's what I kept thinking of it. 
it seems like an indie thing of that era in my memory. <laughs> I think it's a movie that borrows a lot from... I don't think it has a terrible amount of original pieces. I feel like it has pieces from other things and puts them together in a slightly original way, but it's still pretty predictable. It really yes. only gets by on its... Formulaic. On its cast, you know. But the movie it kind of reminded me of, and I don't know why because they're not terribly similar, but was is Garden State. I thought about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a movie that... Yes. But I'm, I'm going to go off for a second because there's... In the last 10 years, there's been this real thing where it's like cool and hip to shit on Garden State. As if when that movie came <laughs> out, every everyone loved Garden State. Yeah. Yes. When Garden State came out, you would not meet a person who did not like Garden State. Yeah, I don't remember it. And I then, but you know, over it. the last decade, it's been this cool. It's been like hip to shit on Garden State. I still think Garden isn't State is a really good movie. Same soundtrack, basically, isn't it? The Shins all throughout Garden State. Yeah. and it I was a lot of Shins in this movie too. Well, so that's maybe part again? of it. That I might be so. why it reminded me of it. It does have. Yeah, yeah, similar yeah, kind of it sound. It was the music. I was at one point. I was like, "Oh, Meatloaf said this soundtrack is like they wrote it and then made a movie." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I did." I'm just not really into romance. I like fighting movies. And... Yeah, well, I asked. I was like, "Hey, I got a rom com. Would you want to do it?" And you were like, "Sure." Hey, so I was, I, I was like, "I wanted to. Wa I was like, I wanted to watch it." <laughs> You know, I, I, I've been wanting to watch movies. I was just like, I wish that I liked romantic movies more. And I think that it's just... I, like I usually... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty eh, on them myself. But every once in a while. I don't know. Um, it is that All time right. in the episode where I press the magic button to see what next week's movie chosen completely at random from everything streaming will be. Pressing the magic button now. <clears throat> Next week's movie is The Last Exorcism. It is on <laughs> the peanut gallery. Um, from It's on Amazon Prime Video. It is from the year 2010. It is a movie I saw in the theater. What the, which one is it? The Last Exorcism. It's like a found footage one where this uh, like debunker goes to check out this girl who is supposedly possessed. He's pretending to be an exorcist, but really he's there to like prove that they're liars. And if I want to be that guy, oh, I think I've seen that. I love these found footage. I movies. saw it in the theater. I love them, and I have not seen it since. And I have not seen the sequel because I was so angry <laughs> when I saw this one. <laughs> I'll get into it more next week, but it's it's very much a movie that for me is ruined by the last three minutes of the movie because it has <laughs> it has a very natural stopping point where it would have been a beautifully ambiguous ending where you don't know if she was faking it or not and then they decide to tack on another three minutes where they prove to you in the dumbest fashion possible that no she wasn't faking it and the devil is real and all this bullshit and ruined the entire movie for me we'll see how so it was 11 years of sitting on it <laughs> if, if a rewatch is works better for me but um oh, we'll see so that's next week's homework for everyone uh, out there in listener land, The Last Exorcism on Prime Video from 2010. Where can people find you on socials and things out and about? We'll start with the new girl in class, Valerie. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm on, yeah, I, I can't even remember what my Instagram is because I use it so very often. Val Hallery. And then I also have Twitter, but I mean, my last tweets were about Brie like 10 years ago. Probably. <laughs> when I moved to New York, right? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. It was, we were very obsessed with observe and report. Oh, yeah. Those tweets, well, so. so this was like 2007, <laughs> and I think the last time you and right. I were tweeting at each other, I was tricking everybody when I moved to New York, and I was like, I just crapped my pants on the L to see what all the hype was about. <laughs> and people yes. like, did you really poop your pants? I'm like, no. <laughs> Tag you in it, whether you are on Twitter or not. So, all right, well, um, it's Valerie Noel. Okay, and Bree, I know the usual places, but shout them out. I am Obriwan on Twitter and also Instagram. I think it's O B R E W A N, and uh, yeah. Those are the two places that I hang out at to talk to people. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. I don't have a TikTok. I'm not cool. No, you're just Is not. That what you, you guys have She's not a kid. That's all. I, I just need to know who has it. Not me. Couldn't be fucked. Never. I love TikTok. Well, I know. Go. Valerie sends me some fun videos. I'm like, I don't have a TikTok, but can I watch these? And I can. <laughs> Well, everyone, it was lovely to see you again, first off. It's been a long, long yeah. time. What a surprise. It's been a long time. Um, also lovely to spring you on her. I hope this uh, <laughs> made your day or at least improved it. I was like, are we getting Daniel Radcliffe? But we got <laughs> you, and it's much better. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even oh, know how to get hold of it. Right? <laughs> no, I, yes. I'm so surprised. I was totally shocked. I didn't. I was like, "What is the surprise?" I thought honestly that you were gonna show up in a Harry Potter hat, and I thought that that was gonna be the surprise. And you were gonna be like, "Ha ha, surprise!" <laughs> you like, don't oh. think much of me, do you? <laughs> I, <laughs> if I that's the best I could do. I was like. Oh. All well, right. I am so shocked and I'm happy and we need to get together, Valerie. Yeah. I know we live in the whole same city and everything. I know we um, like go see each other because her and I just stay at home all the time. It's just like hermits, hey, yes. <laughs> I, <wave in." laughs> I mean I there's been a pandemic. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I've seen you in like two years. Because Aria was little. Or have you met Mark yes. yet? No. So shit is well, let's fix it. I'll leave you guys to do that. Uh, everyone out there. Oh, I got to. You know what? I'm not even going to bother with my own socials this time. Go listen to another episode if you want that. I don't even care. Yeah, go listen to Bree's other episodes. Um, I imagine stay tuned in the future for more episodes with Miss Valerie Radcliffe because she's a lot of fun and it was nice to talk to her again. And, uh, I'm sure we'll do this again. It's really nice seeing you guys. Yeah, thanks for bringing my my like Valerie and I've been friends for like 20 years. Well, we aren't that old. So have we, but just with a long break in between. Like in like. Oh, I guess you're right though. Jesus Christ. Oh. We're all old. I know. I don't. I'm still the youngest though. You are still the youngest, so. 
All right, that'll do it for me this week. Uh, everybody, come back next week for one last time, The Last Exorcism on Amazon Prime. And uh, on behalf of myself and Bree and Valerie, have a good week, everybody. Goodbye.